Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710, the best soccer show in all the world on the home of world football here in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Dunholm, and you are lucky to be joining us. We have got a jammed pack show. What's on tap tonight on Soccer Weekly, sponsored by Pocock Brewing. Visit PocockBrewing.com to see what's on tap right now in their tasting room. Pocock Brewing Company, embrace life, drink good beer. And we have got a massive show. We kick it off right away. And uh, joining me in just a moment here will be the legend for the U.S. men's national team. He works with us here at ESPN, and he is on the line. Joining us right out of the jump here on Soccer Weekly, it's the great Casey Keller. Casey, thanks so much for taking the time, buddy. My pleasure. Casey, it is a big week here on Soccer Weekly because we're previewing MLS Cup. Uh, when the season started, I had high hopes for my L.A. Galaxy. I knew that was done about early, uh, mid-April. And so, realistically, the two best teams, by all accounts, are in MLS Cup. And it's the matchup I wanted to see, Casey. Uh, these two teams are cut, you know, head and shoulders above everybody right now, and they're playing well at this time. What are your thoughts on this matchup, the, the rematch of 2016? Well, I think if you look at what Seattle were able to do with the uh, uh, last season, you know, mid-season, they were dead and buried. Um, you had the coaching change. Ziggy was let go. Brian Schmetzer came in. They had the tremendous run. Uh, kind of slipped in the back door, but then kind of rode that momentum. We're about as lucky as a team could get in the final, not having a, a shot on target, and, and ended up winning in penalties. Uh, Toronto, you know, were, were very consistent last year, got themselves, hosted the final, and were probably extremely disappointed the way things finished. So, you could see where Toronto was extremely motivated to go into this season and go on the run they did. I think if if not the best, at least one of the best regular seasons of, of all time for a for a point total and, and the way that they played in a very competitive East and and deservedly so find themselves, you know, back in, in hosting an MLS final. As so often in most sports that happen is after you win a championship, there's some growing pains afterwards. And I think the Sounders kind of found that. They they went through a cup hangover and, and didn't have the start to the season that they would have liked. And, you know, a lot of credit to the coaching staff, to, to management, that they were able to bring some players in uh, midway through the season, uh, really – you know, get themselves focused and and really be one of the best formed teams going into a into an MLS final. Now, being you know a, a former Sounder and, and and part of the Sounders broadcast team, I think all of us would have loved for this rematch to be at CenturyLink Field as opposed <laughs> to going back to BMO Field in Toronto. But you know uh, that that's just on on the Sounder side. But they're obviously excited to go back and and rematch and. Toronto has to be extremely motivated to try to put last year right. Sounders extremely motivated not to show that it was just a fluky run at the end of the season. They rode that momentum into into an MLS Cup uh, victory. So, uh, yeah, everything to play for in in what should be an extremely exciting uh, MLS final. It kicks off around 4 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. That's local time, 1 p.m. Pacific for that match coming up on Saturday. And, Casey, nobody better to talk to about this than a former goalkeeper. Let's take a look at that TFC offense. To me, the best offense I've ever seen in MLS, and that includes some of these great Galaxy teams of recent years with Robbie Keane and Landon Donovan. Sure. How in the world do you defensively stop this team like Seattle did last season? 
Well, and then I think, I think yeah, there, there's no question. you got to look at, at what Giovinco and Josie have been able to do um, for you know, a number of, number of years now. And, and, yeah, I mean, I think it really goes back, and, and you see some of the well-balanced attacks. I think that Galaxy team, Robbie and, and Landon, and, and what maybe Mike McGee for a year, and what, you know, they, they really, really brought in some – you know some some high powered offense and, and some attack and and you got like I said you got to give Toronto a ton of credit for what they've been able to do again this year be even better than they were the year previous um but if you look at the Sounders um you know the Sounders haven't conceded a goal in the playoffs they're you're going back to last season the last time they conceded a goal in the playoffs they're i think in their last now 17 18 games maybe 12 13 clean sheets so I mean, this is a team that prides itself on defending all over the field, keeping clean sheets, making it extremely difficult for for teams to break them down. Well, and then and then to be able to push that and have a, a healthy Clint Dempsey, have a Nicholas Ladero that that obviously uh, has, has been a spark since he came in the middle of last season. And then the surprise stories, guys like Will Bruin chipping in with 11, 12 goals uh, this year, and and. And it is and newcomers, you know, Victor Rodriguez is really catching a lot of form for for Seattle and if he stays healthy. And all this coming with a, a an injured Jordan Morris who now comes back into the equation, maybe not full fitness to be able to start, but talk about an explosive substitute being able to come off the bench. So it is. It, it's extremely exciting for both sides. You know, Toronto, once again, you know, reiterating, you know, give them an absolute ton of credit, having one of the best regular seasons of all time, finding their way. You know, maybe it hasn't been the most, you know, maybe it hasn't been their best form in the playoffs that we've seen this year from them, but sometimes those are dangerous teams, teams that find themselves maybe not playing as well as they would have liked but get themselves to where they want to be yeah. hosting an MLS cup for the second year in a row. You know, you, you got to give Toronto a ton of credit. We are talking with the former U S men's national team. Great in between the pipes, Casey Keller. I loved him in the red, white, and blue. I sports hated him with a passion when he played for the Seattle Sounders <laughs> and they are taking on TFC in MLS cup coming up on Saturday on ESPN, 4 PM Eastern time. That's local 1 PM Pacific out here. Uh, Casey, as we look at, Seattle. What is it about Brian Schmetzer, their head coach? I mean, he just gets it done. What is it? With, what is with this guy? Well, we we were talking to him about it the other day, and and when we were getting ready for the broadcast for the for the Western Conference Final, and and you know, I mean, uh, Brian brings you know a lot of a lot of things to the equation, and I think first and foremost, I mean, he's a Seattle guy through and through, so his passion for the club easily spills over to the players, yeah. to the rest of the staff, to everybody else, that, that to the fan base. Um, and, and they understand that. And you know when you come to Seattle, you know what's expected of you, straight from the management to the fan base to the ownership. And, and, and I think Brian was able to, to really kind of let the players know that. You know, when you're going through a tough season, when – there was that change it was it was look we're going to get back to basics and we're going to get back really quickly of what it means to be a Seattle Sounder and and I think Brian was able to verbalize that and really let the let the whole organization kind of just refocus the whole organization on what that means and 
And I think it's also you got to give Garth Lagerway a lot of credit. You got to give Adrian Hanauer, you know, Chris Henderson, uh, you know, for being able to, you know, players are going to come and go. And sometimes it's difficult when you've maybe had some good teams and you've, and you've been close a couple times to find those missing pieces. You know, and remember, you know, the, the Sounders did this last year without Clint Dempsey, um, you know, who was, who was still in, you know, being shut down from the, the heart condition. And, and, you know, he's come back, you know, motivated and ready to go and, 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 and finding that component. So, but Brian was, was key in just kind of getting everybody refocused. Casey, I got a question on uh, Twitter from uh, Josh who wanted to ask you about Bill Hamid. What are your thoughts about him and uh, the kind of keeper he is? Well, I think that the toughest part for Bill, and I worked with Bill, you know, with the national team and in, in, in a couple of January camps and some and in a gold cup and and things is you know Bill as as he made you know great progression, he'd always have these little setbacks and unfortunately wasn't able to stay fit and then would have to kind of work his way back to where he was, take another step forward and then have to take a step back through injury. So I'm really excited that that if Bill can stay fit, I know he's looking to to go to Europe and really kind of push himself to the next level. And I'm excited to see what he's capable of doing. The talent's there. There's absolutely no question. It's been there from day one. And it's can he progress at a rate where he's able to keep going without having those unfortunate uh, physical setbacks? And we're talking with Casey Keller. And you see that with players across the board where yeah. you see – you know, where they're going, and then unfortunately their body doesn't let them go where they want to go and where we all want them to go. And we just hope Bill the, the best in whatever he choose, how, you know, whatever direction things go and that he's, that he's able to stay fit and, and fulfill uh, what he wants to do. We are talking with Casey Keller. Casey, I'm sorry, I didn't ask this beforehand. Are you in Toronto yet? Are you going to Toronto? I go to Toronto tomorrow morning. Okay, so you're going to be in the coverage on ESPN, Seattle at TFC, coming up 4 p.m. Eastern. What do you love about Toronto as a city, Casey? Where are you eating? Where are you going in that town before the game? (laughs) Well, I mean, last year I flew in. I was working ESPN FC the night before, and I I kind of flew in. I know it it wasn't on our channel, the final, but I was working the game for Seattle. Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of came in the day before. It was about six degrees outside, so we weren't doing a whole lot. Um, but Toronto's a fantastic city. If nobody's been there, I mean, it's one of the biggest cities in North America. It's right up there, if it's not the third or fourth biggest city in North America. So there's there, there's a ton to do. I'm not an expert on Toronto. I'm a long ways away. There's better people you can ask than that. But but I don't think it would be difficult. If you get to Toronto, you'll be impressed if you haven't been before of of just – it really reminded me so much of of, of of has a lot of European feel to it. Always impressed so, by this guy, Casey Keller. Thanks so much for taking the time. We love you, and uh, we appreciate it. We'll be looking forward to watching you on ESPN for the coverage of Seattle at TFC, the MLS Cup, coming up Saturday. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You bet, Casey. Casey Keller, the great uh, goalkeeper for the U.S. men's national team. Seattle Sounders, among others, played some great years with Leicester City, and uh, always Love hearing his insights and some great stuff they're getting ready for MLS Cup. Now, one thing Canada has over even Los Angeles, the snowy Toronto potentially in the cold. You can play online poker there. Get your stuff together, casinos in L.A. Come on. 
No, TFC Seattle, 4 p.m. local time. That's the kickoff there in Toronto, 1 p.m. our time on ESPN, the MLS Cup. And as the great Yogi Berra might say, it's deja vu all over again, the rematch of last season's MLS Cup, which was, by the way, you know how much I love MLS. I cannot wait for MLS Cup. We're going to talk about what you should be looking out for still to come here on Soccer Weekly, what you should be specifically watching for. I'm going to break it down for you. But I will say this. 2016's MLS Cup was one of the worst I've ever seen. Awful game. So I can tell you the truth about my beloved MLS, right? I tell you the truth about my galaxy. So I'll tell you the truth about the league I love, MLS. Last season's championship will not be anything like this season's. And I'll tell you why. Still to come. Soccer Weekly, I'm Dave Denholm, and you are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to the best soccer radio show of all time. Bar none, the list is not long, and we are right at the top. There's us, then there's everybody else way down here. And this is a bad radio bit because you can't see me move my arm all the way down. Right? There's us way up here, then there's everybody else. You know, it's just like LeBron... Then way down is Kevin Durant. Then way down there is James Harden. Then everybody else. <laughs> All you Laker fans just drove off the 710, ticked off at me. Tough. Oh, we are having a good time already. Thanks again to the great Casey Keller from ESPN joining us. Casey, of course, with plenty of insight in MLS in Seattle. He played for the Sounders. I am so looking forward to MLS Cup. The great producer, Mario Reeds, as you know, on the other side of the glass, came in during the break and was just like, I can't wait for the game on Saturday. And he's right. He got me more fired up about it. I want to hear from you, 877-710-ESPN. These are the two best teams in MLS. I'm not saying Seattle was the second-best regular season team. But Seattle is red hot. They're Monterey hot right about now on the pitch. As Casey pointed out, they haven't given up a goal in the playoffs. Both these teams through the regular season and the playoffs have allowed 39 goals total. Great defenses. And that's overlooked about Toronto because they were scoring buckets of goals in the regular season. Just could not stop scoring. Toronto, TFC. But their defense is airtight as well. I'm going to tell you one thing I have to look for in this MLS Cup. And again, give me your thoughts at 877-710-ESPN. I know people calling all over L.A., but you can call from all over the country. I know you're listening on ESPNLosAngeles.com. Feel free, 877-710-3776. Your thoughts on MLS Cup. This is the biggest thing I want to see. To avoid a repeat of last season's MLS Cup, which was awful, a dreadful display by Seattle. They won on penalties. They're the defending champions. Cannot take that away from them historically. It was a terrible game. To avoid that, I want so badly for Toronto FC to score early. But Denholm, why are you rooting for TF? I'm not. I'm not necessarily rooting for Toronto FC. I love my LA Galaxy. They're not in the playoffs, so who cares, right? But for the sake of the game and the league and for just watching it with our eyes, I want so badly a TFC goal early, it will change everything for the better. If Toronto FC gets an early goal, mark it down. Remember, this is a, I'm the same dude who told you Besiktas and Shakhtar Donetsk were very dangerous in Champions League, didn't I? Didn't I? Wasn't I the show that said that? Yes. We'll talk more about them advancing to the round of 16 in the Champions League in a few minutes. 
Mark my words, if TFC gets out and gets a goal early, first 10, 15, 20 minutes, oh, sweet mercy, we could be in for a game of all games here in MLS Cup between these two teams because Seattle will come out of its shell having to score. Look out. Now, that's not to say these defenses are going to fall apart. No, but these offenses are that good. I don't care if a ball has to go in off the backside of Chad Marshall and be an own goal, the worst thing you've ever seen. Light that scoreboard up early and look out. Now, if Seattle scores early, I'm worried about the bunkering in that Brian Schmetzer is not afraid to do like he did all of the last MLS Cup. I'm hoping he doesn't follow the example that won them the Cup in 2016, but I fear that's what he's going to do, right? He won. Why would he change? Except for I want to see that goal change everything. All the dynamics begin to transform before our eyes if it's a, if there's an early goal for TFC. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, a number to get involved. Also, can somebody tweet me or call with the odds on this game? Look, if I was a betting man, which I am, I'd be interested. There, I said it. Are we allowed to talk about that here? Yeah, they talk about that on ESPN, right? Why not? I want to know what the odds are. Anybody got the odds in Vegas? or Somebody tweet or call with the odds on this game. I'd be curious to see how big of a favorite TFC is. Absolutely would be curious. Oh, very good. We're going to check on that. Let's get the MLS Cup odds. Uh, Look, for entertainment purposes only... Units of pride only, okay? But I got to find out. Let's take a phone call, though. 877-710-ESPN. Jonathan in Santa Monica is first up. Jonathan, welcome to Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. What's going on, man? Hey, Dave. Um, so I've got an 11-year-old son and a 7-year-old daughter, and we've been going to Galaxy Games for the last five years or so. What a dad. You are dad of the year. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, but I'm having, a, I'm having a hard time now. I mean, with the, they're obviously in bad shape. I don't see a whole lot of hope for next season or even beyond that. I think they've, you know, I think that they've taken a significant step back. And my question to you is how might, what are, what are the gal? you know, what's going on. What are the galaxy doing that are going to keep us going to Carson as opposed to gravitating towards downtown LA? Well, I mean, it's a great question and you're not the only one asking it. I appreciate the phone call, Jonathan. I'll uh, let you take that off the air. Here's the bottom line about my LA galaxy. I'd like to tell you the truth. I told you they were the worst team in MLS. We know this. They were. Proved it out over 34 games. I will say this very, very sincerely right now. As we do this show live here on ESPN LA 710, at right around 22 minutes after the hour, I'll tell you it right now. The Galaxy can win MLS Cup next season. They can go from worst to first. Absolutely 100%. Now, it's going to take a lot. But one of the things that he, Jonathan the caller was just asking about is why would I why would I believe that essentially? Siggy Schmid knows how to find talent in Central and South America. Does the name Carlos Rees ring a bell to anybody? Yeah, turned out pretty good, didn't he? I believe in Siggy finding that next talent coming from Central and South America. And frankly, it's an area we've been avoiding for a while. And we've got to stop with that because there's just too much talent that fits in perfectly into MLS from those nations, both in Central and South America. And you know the names. We can sit here and list the greats from the galaxy who are from the Americas. My favorite of all time comes to mind in Mauricio Sinfuegos. 
right? Boom. I was eating at a Salvadoran restaurant the other day, and I was thinking to myself, I'm eating my pupusas, going through them like, you know, a hot knife through pupusas. I was probably on my fourth or fifth dozen, and I thought to myself, and I asked my buddy, I thought, you know, if the great Mauricio Cienfuegos walked in here right now, he'd be a legend. You know, like everybody would freak out. And I love eating in places like that, the Salvadoran flag on the wall. But that's what the galaxy's got to get back to. Not for the sake of finding guys in Central and South America to pander. No, because we as fans of the galaxy and fans of the beautiful game here in Los Angeles are too savvy for that. Look, is it fun to root for somebody from your home country? Of course. Absolutely. But you know what they wear? Those people who loved Mauricio Cienfuegos when he was playing for the Galaxy, you know what they wore? A Galaxy jersey. Yeah, did it maybe have his number on it? Sure. But on the front, it said Galaxy. And you know what? They stuck with them after Mauricio went. It was his time to retire, as like every player does. They're still Galaxy fans. They still bleed, like you and I do, Galaxy colors. So I believe that Siggy can find that talent. I also believe the Dos Santos brothers and Roman Alessandrini are a great base. I don't care what anybody tells me. I know everybody's, oh, the Dos Santos didn't have, no. Way too talented not to have success if put the if they put the right pieces around him. One of them is Sebastian Legette coming back healthy, by the way. He was looking, we forget how good he was looking before that bad injury. Now, again, it's a foot injury. And we talked to Seb here on the show a few weeks ago, right? I don't know, almost months ago now. I mean, my goodness, the time flies here on Soccer Weekly. But he looks, sounded good. Sounds like he's ready to go. That will be huge. They'll square things up. They've got to square things up defensively and in goal, and Siggy knows this, I believe. Now that, again, you've got to go out and do it, and it's going to take longer than just a couple of games. But in MLS, you can turn things around pretty quickly. And there's no reason why the Galaxy can't get right back to being dangerous. Speaking of the Galaxy, their preseason plans came out. January 22nd, they report to camp to the players. They're going to be training in Tucson, playing a bunch of games of the 28th through the 5th if you want to head over to Arizona for a little trip. I don't know if that if that at all coincides with maybe uh, the Dodgers being in spring training quite yet. It's a little early maybe for baseball. So you can go catch the Galaxy over in Tucson, then you can stick around <laughs> and wait for the Dodgers to open up training camp at Arizona. NYCFC will take on the Galaxy at StubHub Center February 10th, and then on the 17th in Irvine they're playing the Earthquake. Oh, the hated earthquakes. Even in preseason, I'd like to go. Sports hate the earthquakes. And then uh, Whitecaps at StubHub on twenty four on the 24th of February. So big things coming. It's a good question. But as we look at MLS, we see it. Look, I know it's Seattle at Toronto FC, right? Same two teams. It, you can change your fortunes quickly in Major League Soccer. And I'm here to tell you, I believe that can happen to the Galaxy as bad as they were this season. Long way to go. And they got a lot of work to do. I make no bones about that. But if we're talking about MLS Cup, and I'm previewing these two teams, the best teams in MLS, I'm making my prediction. I want that early goal from Toronto FC. I need that early goal from Toronto FC. We're going to get that early goal from Toronto FC. And it's going to open up things and look out. Right now, I'm here to tell you, Toronto FC is winning MLS Cup. And they're winning it big. They're going to open things up. They're too talented. Taking nothing away from Seattle. They are very good. I don't care what the final score tells you because it's one game, right? 
Seattle is great. They are a great franchise. Unfortunately, I have to say that through gritted teeth because I hate them so badly. But you have to admit the truth. These are two great teams, two great franchises. TFC wins 3-1. That is uh, the uh, my fearless prediction here on Soccer Weekly. Still haven't heard from any of you on Twitter or at 877-710-ESPN about the odds for this upcoming final. I know there's some gamblers out there. Now, I'm not saying we're doing that. This is all entertainment purposes only, people. Don't you dare throw a shekel or ten down on this game. Don't. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Let's check that out. I got to find out. I want to hear from you. Stop soccer hater Al tweeting in. Stop. Do not go to Twitter and follow at soccer hater Al. Do not do that. And Soccer Hater Al didn't tweet in just recently, I don't think about the MLS Cup. Nobody does. Shut up. Shut up, Soccer Hater Al. 877. We've got people on Twitter asking Soccer Hater Al to to call in (laughs) about MLS Cup. Soccer Hater Al, don't you dare pick up that phone and dial 877-710-ESPN. Don't. I'm Dave Denholm. You are lucky to be listening to Soccer Weekly here on the home of World Football in Southern California. It's ESPNLA 710. Soccer Weekly ESPNLA 710 presented by Puente Hills Toyota. Get your new 2017 Toyota Camry LE today at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out. PuenteHillsToyota.com. When you go there tomorrow to check out a Toyota, tell them Dave Denholm and Soccer Weekly and ESPNLA sent you. I would appreciate it. I know they would. They are huge supporters of the beautiful game, and we appreciate their ongoing support here of Soccer Weekly. Just like I appreciate your ongoing support at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, the number for you to get involved. I am involved in covering the Champions League over at my other job at Fox Soccer, right? And the Champions League just wrapped up their group stage play today. So cannot wait for the knockout stage, the final 16. We know the teams. The draw comes up later this week. And I am absolutely pumped for what I've seen out of a lot of these teams. Now, look, you know me. If you know me more than four minutes here at ESPN, my long history in Southern California, you know I'm the most modest man in the history of radio. I am the most modest dude on the radio ever. But I got to toot my own horn here. And I would make that horn sound if my voice wasn't destroyed by all the smoke from the fires that hopefully everybody's okay from. Really praying for everybody. Hope everybody's all right here in Southern California. I know there's a lot of damage going on. I hope all everybody stays safe. But I will toot my own horn about a couple of teams I mentioned. Bashiktash and Shakhtar Donetsk. And what do they do? Well, what do you know? The winner of Group G in the Champions League, Bashiktash of Turkey. And who comes in second in their group? Group F? Shakhtar, baby. After beating Man City. The only loss Man City's had all season in any competition from the Ukrainian side in the Ukraine today. Shakhtar Donetsk making Ukraine proud, and rightfully so. They are good. They are very, very good. You see that first goal by Bernard today? Oh, man. And Besiktas, look, you, you blink your eyes, and Besiktas just loaded themselves up with talent in the offseason. This is not the traditional Turkish side that's been struggling in Europe the last few years. And I don't mean just Besiktas. We've seen it from Fenerbahce. We've seen it from Galatasaray. There have been some struggles. Besiktas is for real this season. They are absolutely loaded. Four wins and a couple of draws in the group stage. They ran away from Group G. 
there are some very interesting potential draws because remember the the group winners cannot play against each other in the first round. You also cannot play anybody from your country, your association, if you will. And it makes for and you can't play anybody from your original group, so there makes for some interesting draw potential. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. We'll talk more about that here. The Champions League eight seven seven. Seven ten three seven seven six. Want to get to the phones for Fernando in L.A. Fernando, welcome to Soccer Weekly with Dave Denham. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? Good, Fernando. Welcome. Hey, man. So, back to you were saying about you know Salvadorians. Uh, what's it called? Uh, being a huge fan. Yeah. Alexi, that is extremely true. I myself in Salvadorian descent, American born. Man, my uncle when he first bought me my first soccer jersey, it was a Mauricio Cienfuegos jersey. Beautiful. And guess what? I still love the Galaxy. I don't care. They, they could lose every season. Uh, you know, we could have the new L.A. football club. I will still go for L.A. Galaxy because that was my first original team. I mean, of course, you know, we like other clubs from other countries. But like you said, you know, like what is what, what is the number one jersey we wear? We bleed and we wear L.A. LA Galaxy. Yeah, colors. no, it's exactly right, Fernando. I appreciate that. Fernando, who's your uh, Salvadoran side if you're following anyone? Both. Who's your team oh, over there? Oh, uh, uh, Firpo. Oh, Firpo, sure. Seen them in uh, some Champions League action in the past myself. Hey, great stuff, Fernando. As always, I appreciate his phone call. He's a great, uh, great caller here on Soccer Weekly. This dude, however, is not a great caller. Do I have really do serious? Oh, fine. Do I have to? Yes, here he is, Soccer Hater Al. Welcome to the hey, show. Hey, Dave. Hey, I'm wearing my special soccer jersey. I don't know. I'm sure everybody knows the players in Dizios and Zalperovic. <laughs> everybody loves that guy. I mean, very popular jersey. What a Eastern jerk Europe. this guy is. What a yeah. jerk you are, soccer hater Al. Hey, uh, your call screener, Mario, I'm sorry I didn't get to listen to earlier in the, in the show, but he says that you're really excited for the MLS Cup. Yeah. That's, that's... great news. I had no idea that the Galaxy made it. No, they did not, soccer hater Al. <laughs> hey, I'll be here all night. <laughs> the Galaxy um, have performed uh, about like your calls have been performing this season. That's seriously, a- though, Dave, seriously. I, uh, I'm, I'm kind of stewing since last week. One, uh, you didn't thank me for my stellar phone call under your show, but that's beside the point. What I'm really stewing about is that Jermaine Jones guy. Um, I'm with you on this, Dave, and if you want to set it up anytime, anywhere, I will fight him. I'll fight him. I'll fight him for you. Hey, um, I got to run because I can't believe I'm wasting this much time on a soccer show, but my thoughts and prayers are with all the the families of the, um, of the fires and people who have lost their homes. I can only pray or wish that for every home that we've lost, there was about 10 soccer fields that we lost. Get him out! Get him out! No, he's gone. Red card right there. He, You know, I was starting to buy in because I was concerned about the people who are obviously affected by these blazes. And then he uses that. He uses something so serious to denigrate the beautiful game in hopes that soccer fields get burned in the fires. That's ridiculous. It's so easy to hate soccer hater Al, isn't it? Taking it too far there. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. The number to get involved. Yes, soccer hater Al, thank you so much. Oh, it's so frustrating to talk to him, without doubt. Get that taste out of my mouth, metaphorically, here. Let me get some uh, some of the nectar here. little Diet Mountain Dew never hurt anyone. But don't tell my wife. Don't tell the tall drink I'm, drink, I'm uh, drinking Diet Mountain Dew. Honey, it was the only thing they had. 
I'm sorry. No, I can't drink water. Shut up. <laughs> hey, the knockout stages are going to be just blistering. Seriously, there's a couple potential matchups. The draw comes up Friday, and I will watch this draw because I am interested. And there are a few teams I am very intrigued about. But Sheiktas winning Group G, they can be drawn in with just about anyone except for the Group G runners-up, of course. So that's the only team they can't play. They can't, you know, they can't be drawn back in with Porto for the knockout stage. But I'll tell you what, you do not want to play Besiktas if you are any of these teams. Juventus, I would love to see a Besiktas-Shaktar matchup. My two teams that I told you to keep an eye on, who are now into the knockout stage, would love to see those two matched up. Another matchup I would desperately love to see in the knockout stage, Man City and Juventus. Oh, it's just like a battle of wills there. That would be fantastic. And I really want to see Man United. Would really desperately love to see them match up with Real Madrid in the knockouts. I'm sorry, I'm a, I'm a sicko, right? Fantastic stuff. So many good, like the Champions League this year is going to be marvelous in the knockout stage. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of good teams that have been sent to the Europa League by finishing third. So many good teams are going to be in the Europa League knockout stage. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Let's go right to Sean in North Hills who wants to talk Champions League. Sean, welcome to Soccer Weekly with Dave Dunholm. What's up? Hey, how are you? Good. I wanted to mention that the draw is going to be on Monday, December 11th. And, yeah, I beg um, your pardon, Monday, not Friday. I apologize. You're right. Yeah. And uh, usually it's on Friday, but this time I they postponed it to Monday. Yep. And I wanted to uh, say that I don't believe the Shiktas will make it to the next round because they might face Juventus, Bayern, or even Real Madrid. Hey, look, they could get a bad draw. They could also face Basel and be the favorites. You know, I, I, Sean, I love what I've seen out of Besiktas, and they are loaded. This is not like just a team that's been lucky by any means. They have got they have reloaded with a lot of good talent. But you're right. If they get a bad draw, they could. I mean, certainly anybody who, who goes up against Real Madrid as a second place team is in deep trouble. You know what I mean? I mean, let's face it, they're not going far. Yeah, and uh, I would lo- love to see Manchester face Bayern. Oh. Oh, that would be another good one. Oh, 100%. Yeah, no doubt. Bayern Munich finishing second behind PSG in Group B. Sean, thanks for the phone call. PSG, look, they lost their final game to Bayern. They knew they were in great shape. They didn't need it. But PSG has been so deadly. I mean, imagine a Chelsea-PSG matchup in the first in the knockouts. The first round of the knockout stage? Are you kidding me? 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Hey, not only do we have MLS Cup coming up on Saturday, 1 p.m. Pacific on ESPN. We're all going to watch that, right? I cannot wait for this matchup. The two best teams against each other in MLS. Will Toronto FC finally able to get it done? We've got Liga MX, Ligia, the Apertura final. Leg one coming up tomorrow. It's a battle of Monterey. Two of my favorites, right? Not my favorite teams, but two teams I love to watch. My teams are the Ucas, Pachuca and Toluca. But I love watching Tigres and Monterrey. You can't, I mean, I don't, look, you may hate those teams, but if you're a fan of football, if you're a fan of the beautiful game, you have to love the Liga MX Apertura final matchup between these two Monterrey sides. I mean, this is 
Look, you've got an 18-year-old American playing his guts out for Monterrey in Jonathan Gonzalez. Rogelio Funes Mori, come on. You can't stop that dude from scoring at a hat trick in the semis. And Tigres, we know they are loaded. They're loaded for bear. Who doesn't love watching Gignac? Enter Valencia, Eduardo Vargas, and the list goes on and on. I mean, look, if you love good attacking football, watch these two finals. Thursday and Sunday for the League MX, Saturday for MLS. There's a lot of comparisons in the sense that they're the two best teams going at it for both leagues. I don't care who you who you want to defend in either of the leagues besides those two teams, you're wrong. Absolutely the two best teams got there in both MLS and Liga MX. Cannot wait. Cannot wait for stoppage time still to come as well. I'm Dave Denholm. This is Soccer Weekly on the home of world football in Southern California. What is it? ESPN LA 710. Don't forget, you missed the show or you miss any part of it. If you missed our Casey Keller interview, which was a while ago at the start of the show, go to iTunes, search Soccer Weekly, download, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Keep doing it. We are blowing up, and I appreciate it. Massive, massive thanks to all the support we're getting. Soccer Weekly on iTunes. Again, subscribe, rate, and review it. I can take it. If you want to kick a soccer ball to my privates metaphorically on there and give me a bad review, I can take it. Just write the truth as you see it. Because that's what we talk about here in Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710, presented by Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out, PuenteHillsToyota.com. You know, something interesting. MLS Cup coming up on Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN, 1 p.m. our time out here on the West Coast. It is a big time for MLS, right? The, the championship, no doubt. But there's other things that go on around this time of year for MLS. And in, in the last several years, it's been expansion. And today... Four cities made formal presentations to the Commissioner Don Garber and the League's Expansion Committee. And Mario Rees pr- printed out the names for me of all these ownership groups, right? we want I wanted to talk about the cities, but I wanted to know who's behind. Holy cow, the names behind these teams. Now, these are just expansion possibilities, right? They're only going to pick a couple. Out of these four, they're going to be two. Get this. How about these names? Cincinnati. How about You ever heard of Carl Lindner the third? How about the co-CEO of American Financial Group, and he's owner, chairman, and CEO of FC Cincinnati? How about the CEO of Cintas, Scott Farmer? They're involved with FC Cincinnati trying to get that bid. Or do you like Detroit? You ever heard of Tom Gores and Dan Gilbert, the owner of the Pistons and Cavaliers, respectively? A couple of Detroit guys. Oh, by the way, founder and chairman of Quicken Loans is Dan Gilbert. Chairman and CEO of Platinum Equity is Tom Gores. Or how about Nashville? Does this name ring a bell to your sports ear? The Wilf family. Ziggy Wilf, owners of the Vikings. Yeah, those Wilfs. They want to be in Nashville, and they want to be involved in MLS. And Sacramento, finally. How about these names? Mark Friedman, minority owner of the Kings. Kevin Nagel, minority owner of the Sacramento Kings. Jed York, involved in that ownership group. Yeah, that name rings a bell. How about the CEO of the 49ers? I mean, these are the names that are getting involved in MLS and want to get involved. Two of these groups aren't going to make it. And they all presented in front of the commissioner, Don Garber, and the expansion committee decisions coming up later. I think maybe even later this month. I don't know if that's rushing it, but 
I mean, these are big-time groups. We saw what Arthur Blank has done with Atlanta United, right? I'll be the first to admit I was, I'm dead wrong about Atlanta and Atlanta United. I was on this show wondering if it would be a success at all. <laughs> no, Mario Reeves is smiling ear to ear, mocking me. And I don't blame you. I was dead wrong. I don't blame you for that. He had a little smirk going right away when I said that. And who can blame him? You guys, you're probably laughing at me on the 5 as you drive home or the 405 or wherever you are. If you're listening online at ESPNLosAngeles.com. I get it. I was dead wrong about Atlanta. I didn't think they were going to be a success at all. On and off the pitch. I was worried. I thought it was Arthur Blank trying to fill in the blanks in that new stadium. Because the Falcons only play, what, eight, ten times a year. And you know what? Whether or not that's what Arthur Blank's motive were. How about the, the fact there's rumors now they're spending 12 million bones on an 18-year-old Argentinian who's supposed to be the next great thing. That's the next uh, transfer rumors that are flying about Atlanta United. $12 million they're spending on an 18-year-old who everybody's talking about. And it's a kid. Look, I don't want to step on any toes. This is a kid who's got legitimate skills that he could be the first like $50 million purchase out of MLS soon if they get him and turn it over that kind of money. I'm talking that kind of talent. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Those are just rumors. But these are the kind of people involved trying to get involved in MLS. You know who else is involved? The two guys you're going to want to watch for in MLS Cup. I told you Toronto FC is going to win 3-1. Therefore, I believe this guy's going to have a massive game. Keep an eye on Nico Lodero for Seattle. He runs the team offensively. He's the engine. He's got free reign. You'll find him all over the pitch. You're not going to see him just in the center. You're not going to see him only on a wing. He's going to be everywhere. Nico Lodero. Can't miss him. Looks like my colleague over at Fox, Mark Serber. Check it out. He's a spitting image. That's a little bit of an inside uh, inside soccer joke there. Sorry. The guy to keep an eye out for Toronto FC, who I believe is going to make all the difference, is Victor Vasquez. has been talking about him all year. The guy is incredible. He's kind of similar to what Lodero can do. Vasquez got a lot of freedom in front of Michael Bradley and behind Javinko and Josie Altador, and he's earned that freedom. He's that good. Those are the two guys. If you want to win MLS Cup, you must stop the opponent that I've named, either Lodero or Vasquez. Going to have to shut them down. So keep an eye out for that. Those are your keys. Again, my bold prediction, TFC wins 3-1. Hey, let me know your predictions on, on Twitter throughout the week before the game coming up on Saturday. Hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. At Talk Soccer. Also, very disappointed in my degenerate friends who have not yet tweeted in the uh, odds for that, but I'm sure they will. We'll share those with you on Twitter whenever I get them. I'm not even going to look. I'm not going to cheat. I wanted to hear from someone who may have had those. But it is now time for my favorite time of the show every week. It is stoppage time. The great producer, Mario Rees, fresh off of snickering at me, and rightfully so. I just had a Snickers bar, too, as well. <laughs> hey, <laughs> true. Uh, you, you've had a jam-packed show so far, and uh, we haven't even mentioned the LAFC expansion draft coming up next uh, Tuesday. Dude, I'm so glad you mentioned it. 
everyone, LAFC fans, fans of MLS, we are having a special show next week on Tuesday after Lakers talk, after the Laker game. We are going to be doing an LAFC expansion draft special on Tuesday night as they build that team, as they build this the franchise through the expansion draft and, of course, other signings. We're going to be talking all about it with you LAFC fans and fans of MLS right here, a special edition of Soccer Weekly, an LAFC expansion draft special, Mario. That's Tuesday in addition to our regular Wednesday show that is going to be coming up next Wednesday at 8 p.m., after the USC show. So we are jam-packed, Mario. Two shows next week. Gotta love that. Oh, dude, it's gonna be incredible. We're gonna be all over that expansion draft for LAFC on December 12th. That's Tuesday coming up. All right, Jonathan Klinsman, the son of uh, former United States coach Jurgen Klinsman, is set to make his debut in Europe with Eartha Berlin on Thursday against Ostersunds. Excited for that, Dave, the 20-year-old from uh, former Cal Bear, matter of fact. He's gonna make his debut. Yeah, you know, I am, actually. Look, uh, it didn't go great with uh, Jurgen at the end of his stint with the U.S. men's national team. But, look, his son is an American and wants to play with uh, America and, and is a great player. So, I mean, I love it. I hope he does great. I hope Jurgen Klinsmann's there rooting him on when he plays for the U.S. because he eventually will. I believe that. I love this kid. I think he's very talented, and it's awesome. I love the fact that Jurgen Klinsmann's son has got a future with the U.S. national team, and it starts in his club at Hertha Berlin, which is a, you know, a legendary club over there in Germany, so kudos to him. According to the Associated Press, U.S. ratings for the 2018 World Cup draw were down 87% from the previous cycle. Obviously, uh, Dave, with the U.S. being out of the World Cup, everybody was with you on this one, and they chose not to watch Look, it. Mario, I mean, we say it all the time here. This is the best soccer show in the history of soccer radio, right? Well, right. look. We we set the trends, Mario. We don't talk about the trends. We are the trends. And I told you I couldn't watch it because it was too painful. Not because I was protesting or not because I didn't care. Of course, I care too much. It was too painful. And I'm sorry, not sorry that the ratings are down because I felt the same way. I couldn't watch it. Am I going to watch the World Cup? You bet. Absolutely. 100%. Won't miss a second of it if I can help it. And it's just I just couldn't handle the U.S. not being one of those pots where they drew out and put us in the group of death. I just couldn't handle it. I'm sorry. But, you know, that doesn't surprise me, Mario. That's, the way, you know, that's just the way it's going to be. We set the trends here at Soccer Weekly. I told you I wasn't going to watch. Many of you followed along. Had to be that way. That's just the way it had to be. What are your thoughts on that? Did you watch the draw? And I don't care. I was glued did. to it. I was glued to it. I, I loved understand. it. I totally get it. I'm not mad at anybody for it doing it. It was a huge, big red carpet. All the big oh, it always, soccer player legends were there. Which is one of the reasons I always tell people I want to qualify so bad for the World Cup. It's Maradona not, was there. Yes, it's like qualifying in and of itself. Those matches are awesome. The yeah. draw is incredible. It's a great day that I had to miss out on. You they only put get together it, a great show. Yeah, for you only get it once every four years. It's yeah. like, you know, I mean, I want that. But I just couldn't do it. And I'm so sad that I missed it. But I had to miss it. It just, it, I'm sorry, I would have torn me to shreds having to watch it. And I don't, I'm not just joking. This isn't some bit, right? I didn't watch. My buddy was shocked. My buddy was visiting Boston Brighton Matt, who tweeted me some heinous stuff about MLS Cup that I won't even talk about. He was here, and he and he was shocked that I wouldn't watch it, that I didn't watch. I slept right through it. I couldn't do it. I stayed up late the night before on purpose so I wouldn't get up to watch because it was killing me. I'm Dave Denholm. Thanks so much for joining us. He is Michael Funches, the coolest man of radio. Mario Rees, the great producer here. 
As always, don't forget, you can continue the conversation. I want to know what you think. I got some people already t- tweeting in, Luis tweeting in that Seattle's going to win 3-1, Dempsey with the brace. I want to know what you think about MLS Cup. Let's keep tweeting about it. I am Dave Denholm. Hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. Follow the show. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It's Soccer Weekly here on the home of world football in Southern California. Thanks so much to list- for listening to ESPN LA 710.